0: And how beautiful is this sacrament of baptism? Is it not one of those great moments where you not reliving some memories as you saw those sights from previous baptisms around here? Mom, dad, those of you who are around the tank, those of you in the tank, Jesus said it's one of two regular sacraments the church should be practicing. We should get together as a body of Christ, we should take the Lord's Supper together, and we should go into the waters of baptism. And this morning, nine individuals are going to stand before us, head into these waters and proclaim, Jesus makes all things new. How great is that, huh? And I thought to kind of prepare our hearts for what we're going to hear and witness, we just take a few minutes and I'm calling this Water Words. Let's tune our ears to the waters of baptism, to this tank for a minute. And I want you to think of three waves of words that come forth this morning. The first one is this, no one compares with Jesus. There's a common denominator you're gonna hear through these nine lives, they're gonna stand up here. And the common denominator is this, they have met a person in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And he's unlike any other person they've met before. And he has done some things in their life that they would call change, and you're gonna hear about that. And he is still changing them. These nine have concluded Jesus is who he said he was. The Lord of all, master of the universe, savior, redeemer, rescuer. And he did what he said he would do. He went to the cross He was laid in a tomb completely dead and he rose from that grave and walked out on the third day. In Romans chapter 6 is our text this morning and you were handed a note sheet on your way in and the text is at the top and I just want to read some words that kind of frame what you're going to witness here in a few moments. Romans 6 verse 3 and following, Paul says, and don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus. That word baptized means literally submersed, basically drenched, covered. You are completely immersed in the life of Christ. That's the word baptism. When you were baptized into his death, verse four, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Verse five, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So the first ripple effect coming out of this tank is there's no one like Jesus. And what you're gonna see here is there's, these nine have united their lives with this living Christ. Under the water, dead to sin. That's what the submersion under the water symbolizes. Joining Christ in his death under the water, raised to life up out of the water, united with him in his resurrection life. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. And then the water that washes over these lives, it symbolizes Christ's blood washing over our lives. As far as the east is from the west, he says, you bring your sin to me, I'll bring my healing grace to you and you're gonna witness that nine times over this morning. How great is that, huh? There's no one like Jesus. The second thing you're gonna hear this morning, kind of the second wave of water words coming out of this tank, is that grace wins, grace wins. As powerful as sin and all of its effects are, all you have to do is scroll the news headlines every week. Are we lacking for any display of the power and destructiveness of sin in our world? Or sometimes we just got to kind of look in our own heart and display our own selfishness out there. And you go, the darkness of the human heart and the power of sin, it's undeniable. But here's what you're going to hear today. This tank says, as powerful as sin is, Christ's grace is more powerful still. There is a trump card on sin. These nine are saying this, sin and death has an end date in the name of Jesus, That's some really good news. And these nine are up here in this tank to say, you know what, they're still battling through sin. No one's coming out of the tank perfect. All you have to do is ask their parents or their siblings. They're not coming up out perfect, but here's what they're coming out. They're coming out changed and changing. They're on a journey and they know this. When they take their last breath in this life, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Grace wins, hope wins, love wins, Christ wins in the end. Sin has an end date. It will be completely gone and removed. That's worth a round of applause, is it not, on that one? So grace wins, and Henry Nouwen, I left this quote in your notes because I thought it might be something you want to reflect on through the week, especially those of you here celebrating these baptisms, friends, family members, etc. Here's how Henry Naun put it, just kind of riding a wave of joy together and what it's rooted in. God rejoices not because the problems of the world have been solved, not because all human pain and suffering have come to an end, nor because thousands of people have been converted and are now praising him for his goodness. No, God rejoices, hear this now, because one of his children who has been lost, who has lost, who was lost has been found. What I am called to is to enter into that joy. It is God's joy, not the joy that the world offers. It's the joy that comes from seeing a child walk home amid all the destruction, devastation, and anguish of the world. It requires choosing for the light. Hear this now choosing for the light even when there is much darkness to frighten me, choosing for life even when the forces of death are so visible and choosing for the truth even when I'm surrounded with lies. The reward of choosing joy is joy itself. Joy never denies the sadness but transforms it to a fertile soil for more joy. So I don't know what you walked in here today with, but my prayer as we gather this morning is there is a wave of joy that's gonna wash over your life from this tank right here. Because what you're experiencing today is a raucous, joyous wave from heaven that we're uniting with angels in glory and God and all of his army, they're getting together and they're rejoicing over every single individual life that is standing before us. And they're saying, you know what? In the midst of the darkness, I choose light. In the midst of the lies of this world, I choose truth. In the midst of all of the other things of the religious landscape, I choose Christ. And heaven rejoices in that. So what we're gonna experience is no one like Jesus. That's some water words coming out. Grace wins in the end. And then third wave, we're all in this together. You know what each one is coming up on stage here with? They're not coming alone. Because you don't get to this place where they're making these decisions without a lot of folks pouring in to you. We're the product of a lot of pairs of hands, right? You're gonna see parents, maybe some grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, life group members, student ministry leaders, children's ministry leaders, neighbors, you're gonna see it all. Because we like to call today as a church family, we like to call Baptism Sunday, payday. It's payday. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, It's payday today. Those of you extended circle of friends around these, it's payday. Children's ministry workers, student ministry workers, it's payday. Worship and tech team and facility and grounds team and the admin teams and the coffee team and the ushers and the greeters and the prayer team and the elders team and all the other teams it takes for us to serve in this local community together. Do you feel it today? It's payday All the hours of praying, all the counseling and teaching and guiding, all the sacrificial checks that were written to give financial gifts to do what we're doing around here. All of those things are culminating right now when nine lives are standing before you and say, I'm no longer going this way that the Bible would call old self. Ways of this world, I'm turning. That's a Bible word for repent. I'm turning and I'm going Christ's way. I choose Jesus, I choose grace, I choose hope. I'm gonna live for him. I'm made new, I'm changed and I'm changing. And we're all in this together, church. That's why for many of us here, Baptism Sundays could go down as our favorite time of the year. Because when you pour your heart and soul out, investing in the lives of others to try to help them follow Jesus, I don't know that it gets much better than these moments, than moments we just saw on the screen and moments we're gonna witness here together today. So what are the water words you're gonna hear today? There's no one like Jesus. Grace wins, and we're all in this together. Every single one coming up here is a result of every single one investing and pouring out what it takes to see people walk with Jesus in this day and age. Amen. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to introduce our first person and their family coming up here to the baptism tank. Lord Jesus, thank you that today we get to ride a wave of the joy of heaven, the raucous applause of angels in glory celebrating each life and the choice they're making today. Thank you that today is a visible and outward and public demonstration that you've made things new in these hearts. Thank you that in our lives, those of us who've been baptized before, thank you for what we relive today. And those whom baptism is down the road for them, maybe this is a window into what could be for them. So we open our hearts And we receive from you whatever it is you want us to receive. As we listen to some stories, as we witnessed under the waters, dead to sin, out of the waters, alive in Christ, have your way in each heart and life. We give our full attention to you and we rejoice with these who come. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.